36 years of basketball knowledge and life skills. Your host, Coach Goins, focuses on today's topics on and off the court, helping players and coaches achieve their goals. So get ready for another fast break episode of Basketball More Than a Game with your host, Coach Goins. Hey, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another fast break edition of Basketball More Than the Game. And I'm your host, Coach Goins. Listen, as we always say, make sure you got your sneakers on, you got them laced up tight, because today, via telephone from the campus of Sand Hills Community College, we have none other than head men's basketball coach and assistant athletic director, Coach Mike Apple. Coach Apple, welcome to Basketball More Than the Game. Hello there, Coach Goins. How are you doing? Hey, Coach. It's a certainly again. It's certainly a privilege uh, to have you on. I cannot uh, cannot say uh, without uh, again. It's just tough to put into words. But folks, uh, as we say always, make sure you sit back. Make sure you have your pen and your paper ready uh, because this gentleman that we have on today is has been to the pinnacles uh, of the game of basketball. He has had a tremendous career on on the court uh, as well as off the court. He's it is a you know a fine line uh, that he walks uh, and. Huge, huge integrity uh, with reference to the game of basketball. But most importantly, uh, we call him a friend uh, here at uh, Basketball More in the Game. So with that, uh, as, as we always say, time is money. Money is time. And Coach Apple is busy uh, as, he, as he's preparing for uh, the season and what he does uh, in, uh, at Sand Hills. But we'll get into that in a second. But first, we got to pay a couple bills. So let's do that right off the bat. So we definitely like to thank uh, one of our sponsors out of North Carolina, Mr. Curtis Jackson, an independent insurance broker and benefits coordinator. You can reach Curtis at area code 919-614-5796, and we certainly thank him for his continued support of basketball more in the game. So, Coach Apple, we got this thing set up, and let me kind of just give you a little bit of offense and defensive strategy. Uh, okay. The first part of the podcast, we entitle it Fast Break. Uh, and so with that, it's just going to ask you some questions about when you played and what you focus in on and what you had to do to prepare yourself to get ready to go to that next level. So with okay. that, that, uh, what made Mike Apple successful on and off the court? Ah, gosh. I, I guess first thing, Lamont, is that, uh, you know, I always felt like I, I needed to be prepared. And, uh, you know, I always felt like I was I was chasing someone so that, uh, you know, I, that it pushed me to, to, to get myself as, as prepared as I could to, to play the game. I uh, I was blessed, I think, with some size. I was six foot six inches tall. And I and I reached that height at a very early age. So my coordination uh, kind of came with me as, as I got into high school. Uh, I I had a, a pretty good work ethic as a high school uh, player. I, I was in the gym or in my backyard shooting the ball constantly. I had uh, the benefit of some really nice coaches. I, uh, I was coached by a gentleman named Bill Wade in high school who stressed fundamentals to me, and he felt like that I would be you know, a, an inside player in high school, but as I moved to the college uh, level, I would I would go a little bit further you know, out on the perimeter, so he stressed to me ball handling. He stressed to me the importance of being able to shoot the ball from distance, and I I worked on that extremely hard in high school, and I, I think that really helped me make a transition from a from a pretty successful high school player to a college basketball player. You know what, folks? Let me drop a little history on you. I actually had the opportunity to, to see Coach Apple play, and it was a game at Pinecrest High School. Uh, the, the the Union Pines Vikings 
slid over to that uh, that old gym over there in Southern Pines, and I'd tell you to put the put the stomp on us. I was there. I was a part of the team. I, was, I actually I was a student assistant, and uh, Coach Apple was battling, uh, going up against Jeff Carmichael, two uh, that's outstanding, heavily recruited uh, young men back in the day. And I was uh, close, cl- uh, actually uh, both of these gentlemen graduated from class of '81. Coach Apple finished Union Pines uh, again in 1981. Had a great great career. So again, he's just and for you for you listeners, you young guys, you know, make sure you dial this stuff in. I mean, we're just not here, you know, spending time and, and spending uh, money, but we're here to, to set you up for success. So again, as coach says, you know, he, he had he had a system and he was disciplined uh, to that, and it made him a player uh, and to again uh, to be able to to reach that level of playing college basketball. So with that, coach, uh, let me go ahead and fire off that second. Um, what advice would you give a player? As the season approaches, you know where you know where should they find themselves mentally? How do they prepare? Getting ready to, to crank up. Uh, let's just say high school basketball. Well, uh, yeah, I think first thing a high school basketball player has to be aware of is, is what you know what the head coach in that program is looking for, and and uh, you know to that end he needs to prepare himself as as well as he could. I think any good high school basketball coach always looks for a fundamentally sound player. So you know my advice to high school kids is you know sure AAU basketball is important. It's fun to get out in the gym and play games, but you know find time every single day or at least you know three or four or four or five times a week to get in the gym on your own and work on your weaknesses make 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 those weaknesses your strengths for the upcoming season you know uh left hand you know be able to uh, handle the basketball with with both hands be able to shoot the ball especially if you're a post guy around the rim with your left hand uh you know work on that shooting touch you know uh, always talk about there's there's three uh aspects of a great shooter being able to shoot from catching you know catching a pass being able to put it on the floor and pull up and then be able to finish at the rim and two of those three things you can really work well on by yourself. You know, you can you can simulate you know catching a ball from a, 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 a one of your teammates and, and just catching it and shooting it. And you can also work real hard on, on putting the ball on the floor. You know, and, and working on various moves to, to develop that that game off the dribble. And uh, you know, again, can't say enough about you know uh, a young player, a high school age player can can really put a lot of time in and make himself better if he if he does those things. You know, and the folks says why should I listen to coach Apple all right let, let's let's go back a little history again he's a native he's a he's a native of Moore County and attended uh, Union Pines High School went on for a, a basketball scholarship at Guilford College uh, and for you uh, older guys everybody knows uh, Lloyd Free uh, that's uh, that's where Lloyd uh, Free went and again coach Apple went and starred uh, at uh, at Guilford College and and, and and as coach Apple was telling those folks I can remember I had an opportunity to work with Co- coach Apple back in the, the late 90s but every times i'd cut through the gym uh and he'd you know, finish up his uh, his assignment uh, his duties as, as a, a math instructor and he would be in the gym working on those things uh, again post his career uh you know off the dribble simulating that and so again as he as he was telling that story uh as i could just my mind ran back years and years ago of him just working on his game so again he's not telling you something that he hadn't done he's not telling you things that uh that won't make you successful so whip that coach as a star and when I say as a star, back in back in your heyday, if you will, what 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 kept you grounded in, in reference to you know all of the accolades and you know the newspapers and you know the, and being recruited? Just what kept Mike Apple you know it, from you know being from one side of the ditch to the other? What just you know what made you successful with that? 
Well, I, I think for a young player, I think that's really tough, and, and especially when you uh, start getting you know people to take notice of you. I, you know, as you said, we were we were fortunate in our day in my area. We had we didn't have one local newspaper; we had three, and we were getting all kind of pictures in the papers and uh, articles about us, which was really neat. Uh, I think the best thing for a young player, especially if the young player is having some success, is to never lose the idea of being a great teammate. Uh, you know, a great teammate uh, is, is a guy that can make other players around them better. And, and you know, that means that you, you're not just necessarily a scorer, if that's what your strength is, but you also you want to be the best rebounder you can be. You want to be the best defensive player you can be. You want to be a guy that can hit other guys with a basketball when they need it. You know, uh, not just a passer, but a guy that can, you know, really do some playmaking kind of things into, into getting other guys involved. So, you know, I think the, the thing that always kept me grounded was I, I wanted to do the best I could for my teammates and really play, you know, with those guys in mind, not just with myself. You know, and, and, and again, when, when he, folks, when he's telling these stories, I, I, I just my mind runs back to when he's coaching, when he's playing and, and he played with some players. I mean, it wasn't just, yeah. uh, you know, just and we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Uh, but again, as coaches saying, you know, there's no iron team. And it's so important that, you know, you get the full body of work you get uh your, your teammates involved because it, it's not just uh the one individual and it, it's just the, the full body of work so with that coach during the season and as everything mm-hmm. is you know rocking and rolling and classes going on how did you how did you prepare to, what was your game day if you don't mind telling the younger players what did what was coach apples you know the bell is wrong what would you what would be your you know, the, the setup for get ready to, to take the floor at night well, uh, the first thing you do is you try to develop a routine. And, uh, again, as a high school player, we, we had a great uh, – you know, again, I can't say enough about my high school coach because he, he helped us a lot in developing that routine. You know, we, we always believe in dressing up uh, to games. So we would always uh, wear, wear a tie, you know, a, a nice shirt, nice, you know, pair of pants, whatnot. So in the morning you, get, you got up and you got yourself looking as sharp as you could look to go to school. Uh, the next thing that you want to do is you want to concentrate on, on doing what you're supposed to in the class in the school uh, again try not to let uh, you know your mind wander too much because classes is important as, as a game really and, and you want to you know you want to keep yourself uh, on top of things in, in your classes uh, after class uh, again then it was you know that 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 meal uh, you know we had a, a restaurant near uh, Union Pines High School called the Chuck Wagon that we'd like to go down and get us <laughs> a burger you know something like that and again yes, you didn't want to didn't want to get too much chili or anything like Okay, just kind of a basic kind of meal to get you a little something on your stomach to feel like that you were ready to play. And then, you know, the next thing is is getting out there, getting that uniform on, putting that uniform on the same way every time, and, uh, you know, giving yourself, you know, everything, uh, you know, preparing yourself to play in that upcoming game. You know, just think about that, folks. You young players, when you sit down, you know, it's not, you know, it's a process. You know, you don't come running in the gym and, and your sneakers are, you know, are not tied and, and, you know, you're sitting there and you're trying to just choke down that uh, burger from McDonald's right at the last minute. It's, you know, and that's where, you know, people don't think it's the little things that make great players great. You know, it's just being, you know, it's just being, it's routine. It's, you know, just being disciplined, you know, time and time out, you know, don't, don't get out of that. You know, just try to keep it as, as, smooth as possible uh so again that is you know that, that, that's just great knowledge so with that coach i'm gonna put you on the spot with this one okay. what was your greatest moment in union pines basketball oh, history God. 
My greatest moment. Yes, sir. Oh, wow. Uh, I, you know, Lamont, we we had a storybook year. My my senior year, uh, we were twenty seven and one. We we wow. uh, were the number one ranked team in the state of North Carolina, uh, and I think we attained that rating before Christmas, and we carried it all the way through until you know the state playoffs began. We we lost uh, the in the semifinals of, of the uh, state playoffs to a team from uh, the mountains of North Carolina, Bandies, in a in a pretty closely uh, uh, contested game. But you know, as far as just one moment. That, that whole season, uh, you got to understand, uh, Union Pines High School was uh, a school that was formed from four different communities, and each one of those communities had a had a high school basketball team. And uh, you know, before uh, our season that we had, uh, you know, and made such a great run, our girls' team had won a, a state championship. And I tell people, I, I thought the girls winning that state championship kind of got. Union Pines in the in the minds of the four communities that fed the school, but okay. our season because we were so good for so long, it really you know brought those communities together. We were playing before packed houses, not just in home games but on away games the whole year. Uh, you know, you mentioned the Pinecrest game that you were at. Yes, sir. Uh, for years and years, they they talk about that game as being the the most uh, highly, I guess the the, the most highly attended high school basketball game in the history of Moore County. So, you know, I think what what we were able to do that year was, was just the most memorable thing because to this day, and this, this this happened back in 1981, I still get people, you know, coming up to me, reminding me of, of, of you know, certain games that they were at and just telling me what, you know, great memories they had of that season. So I, I don't think any one thing stands out, but that entire season was just like, say, just a, just kind of a, a fairy tale kind of situation that we were involved in is great. Yeah, I, I certainly appreciate you just sharing that uh, that in depth moment and just being transparent. You know, folks, you know, as Coach Apple said, I can go downstairs and and go through the scrapbook and I and I can I can pull it right now. And he's on the baseline and and Jeff Carmichael's there and coaches. You know, he's playing defense. Jeff's got the ball and and it's in the pilot. And and, and I guess in nineteen eighty one, and that, that was basketball at, at its finest in Moore County. So so with that being said, uh, Coach, let's talk a little bit about you know some of those teammates. If you want to call some of those guys out and, and recognize some of your teammates, uh, oh, you, yeah. you, I'd be you, glad to. I, you, you can know, do so I, at this time. I don't think you, you have a season like like we had without having good players, and and you know I think I was a pretty good player on that team. We also had two other uh, guys that played Division One college basketball. Jeff Dowd was a uh, I was a senior that that year that we were twenty seven and one, and Jeff Dowd was a junior and he was a uh, guard, played guard at Appalachian State, was a tremendous athlete, uh, one of the best athletes that I ever had uh, luck to play with on a high school level or college level for that matter. We also had a sophomore that year that went on to play college basketball, played at Appalachian State as well, Daryl Person. Uh, again, just a, a phenomenal basketball player. He, he was a 6'2 kid that in high school played played forward, uh, played you know, kind of around the basket that made a transition from, from the forward position to the guard position at college, which is really hard to do, but he, he did a good uh, he did a good job with it, had a great career at Appalachian State. Um, you know, had a lot of other guys, and, and it's, you know, back in 1981, the junior 
junior college basketball situation in North Carolina, wasn't a lot of junior colleges. But if there had been, we would have had a lot of guys that would have probably been at that level, too, that was on our team. Uh, just to mention Skip Brown, a uh, really good player. Uh, Nelson McCrimmon, another good player. Just, you know, again, we, we, were, we had a really nice basketball team, a lot of really good athletes. You know, folks, when you, you think about that, when you're, when you're at the size of Moore County and one high school team, had three Division One players. I mean, that is just absolutely. Uh, so you, you see why the record was, you know, was 27. What was the coach? 27 and 27, 27 one. Yes, sir. We 20. were a 2A high school, too. I, I think our student body totaled about. Between seven eight hundred students, so that we were a small school. You know, so that tells you, folks, back in the day, you better get your ticket and get in there before the JV game <laughs> tipped off. Because if you if you didn't, you weren't getting anywhere near uh, near the uh, near the facility. So again, just uh, just a great uh, great opportunity as we kind of walk down memory lane uh, doing that entire process. So, all right, coach, I'm gonna transition into you know you you had that great career, and then all of a sudden you know here's here's the letter start coming in. You know, oh man, you're making a decision. You're sitting there, and I guarantee. Every day you got home, your mom, your dad said, "Hey, Mike, you got another, you got another letter coming, coming in." So, if you don't mind sharing it with our uh, listeners and the younger players, you know what what was that like? What was that like getting that letter from the colleges and just being heavily recruited? Well, my, my, my sophomore year of high school, I got a letter from Wake Forest University uh, telling me that they were going to recruit me as a, a student athlete. And you just don't know a, a, a guy, a small town guy, seeing you know Wake Forest University's letter and then you know uh, uh, you know open it up and it's a you know dear dear Mike. I mean that that, that was a big deal for me. Uh, you know, after Wake Forest, I had. Uh, a lot of other Division One schools, Appalachian State, Western Carolina, uh, the Citadel, places like that. A lot of Southern, Con- old Southern Conference schools uh, recruit me, and uh, you know, I still uh, to this day I've got a box full of all the letters and all the offers and the things that I got. It was really, really nice. I mean, you know. <sighs> I tell guys all the time that hard work's going to pay off and, you know, hopefully it happens for them. But, you know, when you start becoming a recruited athlete and those letters start coming in, it really makes, you know, what you're doing seem worthwhile. And uh, it was just a fantastic experience. I remember, you know, I would get the old ACC handbook that they would uh, come out with, yes, uh, had all the pictures of all the teams and, and, and all the uh you know, roundups of how they were going to do in the, uh, for the coming season. They, I would get one of those in the mail from Wake Forest every year. It was just a, a really nice experience for me. Sure was. I can I, I can I can only imagine because, like I said, I was I was across town, folks at, at the uh, at Pinecrest, and and our star player then was Jeff Carmichael, and I can remember the letters coming in, and and uh, and it was just amazing. He'd walk in, and, and Coach Cape would have him on his corner of his desk, and and I'd pick it up, and I'd look, wow. I mean, so again, I, you know, and and, that, and we again appreciate Coach, you know, sharing. That and, and those are the things that you know, you younger guys that's listening uh, to the podcast understand that you know, those letters don't come in. Uh, just because Coach Apple's walking down the street t- kicking the tin can, or he's not taking care of uh, things in the classroom, that is because he was he was dialed in, he was balanced, he was grounded, and making sure, and again, taking care of things in the classroom allows those letters uh, to flow in and be able to answer those letters. Because trust me when I tell you, uh, the word will get out in front of you if you're not taking care of things in the classroom, uh, and it, it'll it'll be just like uh, somebody's making that phone call. So, Coach, we certainly appreciate you talking about uh, some of the things uh, in the past that's made you successful. 
also let sure. me just let me just drop this on the folks uh folks they have to understand that uh coach apple has the the spanish time at the, at the uh, high school level uh he, he went to uh, finished up at a great career at union pines but his first head coaching uh situation was at western harnett from uh, 1998 to 2003 uh then he slid over to my alma mater i mean which i was like so happy to to have him uh, uh take on that program from 2003 to 2011 uh, and was very very successful had 10 visits to the north carolina uh, high school athletic association playoffs uh, he was also uh, named uh, coach of the year uh, actually uh, several times and also teacher of the year you know he was three times coach of the year recipient as well as two-time coach of the year uh, excuse me teacher of the year so what i'm saying folks is this not only basketball as well as taking care of his day-to-day responsibilities in that classroom and that's why we entitled the show basketball more in the game because it is more in the game he's just not dialed into one aspect so you know if he's taking care of the court he's taking care of the classroom you know he's taking care of his business away from the game so with that coach we get ready to slide into the next portion we call in the paint and then and in the paint uh, what we try to do is is get uh, get down and dirty uh with the with the podcast at this time and not get that three uh, precious three second call on us but with that folks let's talk a little bit more about what coach apple has achieved in 2012 he's the national junior college uh national champions they were the district seven champions region 10 tournament champions and then coaches accolades are the the national junior college athletic association national coach of the year national association basketball coaches national junior college coach of the year he was also awarded the national champion the gary s cole coach uh tournament uh champion he was also the all-star game coach uh, in Las Vegas, Nevada, and he was also District 7 coach of the year. So that is a mouthful, and I know you're going to have to either build you another shelf or reinforce the one uh, that you've got all that. But just, you know, folks, when I'm telling you this, this is from the heart. Uh, Mike Apple is a number one Class A coach. He's a number one Class A individual, and this, nobody deserves this stuff better than in, in, in the hard work. And when I say this, from seeing him as a player back in 81 to actually having an opportunity to work and, and walk the hallways and, and, and discuss some basketball strategies and, and attend some of his summer camps. Uh, but coach just, you know, just, let's just, just, I just want to kind of freeze here for a moment and let you just talk about, you know, the things that we just read off to our listeners, because again, being a national champion at any level is, you know, that's just a great accomplishment. And, and when I heard that I was, you know, I was overwhelmed. I was just like, you know, it couldn't happen to a finer individual. So if you can just kind of share your heart in reference to the things that we just read off well Lamont thank you to begin with I really appreciate you reading all those things off uh you know I, I think timing in basketball is 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 everything and uh fortunately I, I had to, I guess the, the the good judgment on my hand and then the luck on the other hand of of of, of getting into uh Saint Hills Community College at uh, a time when we had some good players returning we were lucky enough to find some good players back in 2000 2012 and uh you know, being on one of those teams that uh, just got better as the season progressed, we were 30 and six that year. Uh, we had a three-game losing streak during the middle of the season. We kind of changed things up and really took off. Uh, 
had a chance to win the national championship, as you said. I think one of the best things was is that I had a couple of guys that, that played for me at Pinecrest High School as high school players play on that national championship team at Sand Hills, which just made it so sweet. Uh, but, uh, you know, transitioning from a high school coach to a college coach, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Lamont, I, I enjoyed and loved being a high school coach. I always envisioned myself as, as such. Opportunity came up at Sand Hills, which – I had some history at Sand Hills because I'm a Moore County guy, as you said, and Sand Hills is in Moore County. But, uh, you know, uh, learning how to be a college basketball coach here uh, has been uh, a really neat experience. The recruiting, man, uh, you know, that's the biggest thing about, about making that transition from high school to college is, yes, is that you recruit athletes here, and it's a, kind of a 24-7 situation. But uh, we, we've been fortunate. We've had good players. I think the system that, that we have here, it's based on my philosophy. We like to play as fast as we can play. I think it's enjoyable for guys. They like to come here, and, and a lot of them benefit from the way we play. And we've, we've done a good job moving guys on. We've had a, a lot of guys move on into scholarship situations. I've got five guys graduating this past, this, this, this past year, and four of those five are going to be in scholarship situations, which is just absolutely excellent for those guys. But uh, you know, we, we've been been fortunate and uh, just just thankful that uh, you know. I think the good Lord uh, uh, looks after you a whole lot, and uh, He certainly has done that in my on, 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 in my part, on my behalf here at Sand Hills Community College. You know, and again, folks, you know, as you know, it, just you know, not every player can play for every coach. And and one of the things I want to highlight what Coach Apple just said there is just the discipline and things that I mean he goes to Sand Hills and basically he he builds a program and as you said he's modest uh, and he had no matter you got to take talent you got to have the, you got to be able to coach that talent and that's what he was able to do with a body of work and as you said he was able to bring some of the guys over from the, uh, from Pinecrest and and do this but you know when you win the national championship you know winning the national title you know. What what does success look like? I mean, and when you stop and you look in in a, in a person that is on on our podcast today, you know, and, and and it makes it great, and then that's why we're so excited to have Coach Apple on because again, he has been where a lot of coaches can only imagine, a lot of coaches can only dream about, uh, and he's achieved that. So again, just congratulations to you, your team, uh, and, and your staff as well. So whip that, Coach. Let's just go ahead and and, and as we continue to, to get into paint uh, as a coach, what is your method of of process improvement? from year to year well I, I think what you do is, is is you build on what you're good at and you try to refine that and you and you try to make that as good as you can and then you, you've got to learn from your mistakes and I think that's where uh, you've really got to be humble enough to, to say okay this didn't work let's 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 tweak it let's change it Let, let's figure out what the teams that, that are better than us are doing so that we can we can make that a better situation I uh, you know like I say I, I don't and and again I don't ever want to feel like I've figured everything out I don't I don't think I ever will and I, I want to keep my mind open enough to to try to do new things every year now you got to understand you don't want to just completely you know chuck everything after a, a year because i guarantee you the, the you know there's stuff that you do there's stuff that you teach there's stuff that you have a strength uh teaching that uh you don't want to scrap you you want to keep building on that but yes, what sir. you also want to do is keep your mind open enough to uh uh 
uh, you know, find things that, that didn't work real well and, and to tweak them and to change them, things like that. I know, you know, with with the new rules in college basketball, you know, it's not as physical a game as it used to be. So we've done a lot of things defensively that, you know, we didn't do in the past to, to try to make ourselves better better on that end. Um you know, like I say, the thing that will never change is we want to play fast. I, I'm a firm believer in fast break basketball. I think it's exciting. I think it's fan friendly. I think uh, kid guys like it, and uh, that that's not going to change. And what we try to do every year is refine that and just get a little bit better doing doing those kinds of things. You know, and and that's it. <laughs> and I can see Coach Dow, you know, get it and kick it out on the wing, go. I mean, and there's go, nothing wrong, yeah. go. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. So with that kind of kind of leads me a little uh, the the direction I want to go here. I know recruiting is a process and as you said that being a college basketball coach you know you, you you can you can step out the back you don't have to worry about who's in uh, Cameron Bass or uh, to be able to, to be on your team step out the county but in that uh, can you can you allow us a glimpse uh, behind the curtain uh, coach in, in reference to you know what do you know what what do you look when you walk in the gym and, and watching the, you know what makes you go this guy can go you know what what where, where, where does the, where does a player walk away and knowing that he's got the coach apples uh, stamp of approval if you will <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, first of all, you, you we're a Division three college, uh, junior college, Lamont, which means that, that we we don't give athletic financial aid, so we don't have that carrot of a of a athletic scholarship to dangle in front of kids. What we give them is uh, is a chance. Uh, we give them exposure. We give them an opportunity to play. First of all, in a good program, and then second of all, a chance to be seen by college coaches because we there's a lot of college coaches who will come to Sand Hills to watch our players play. But you know, we feel like we can give them an opportunity to be recruited to a to a scholarship situation. Uh, when I go into a high school gym, you know, I guess the first thing I'm always looking for is I'm looking for fit. Uh, you know, as I say, we play fast, so we want we want guys that we think can play fast, uh, that can get up and down a court. Uh, you know, the, the the second thing, if we see something like that, is the is that first meeting. You know, when I'm in the uh, hallway after that ball game, you know, I want to shake hands with this uh, uh, young man. I'm hoping that young man's going to make eye contact with me. I'm hoping he's going to you know talk to me a little bit about you know how he is as a student. Uh, what his uh, goals are, things like that. If that goes well, then what we're going to do now is we're going to set up a, a situation where I've got his phone number, he's got my number, and we're going to we're going to talk to each other, we're going to text each other, and you know get to know each other throughout the course of the season. Yes, now, uh, you know, honestly, being at a junior college, Lamont, we're not the first choice for a lot of student athletes. They they're, they're thinking scholarship situations, they're thinking poor year schools. So then it's a wait and see process as to see what what's going to happen, and uh, you know, usually by you know, uh, uh, late February, early March, then we can kind of start narrowing down the kids that we really feel like we have an opportunity to recruit here at San Diego. You know, and, and that's the, you, know, you think about that process, folks. I mean, so, you know, it's about the relationship before the task, you know, so, yeah. and, and then that is just like, hey, can you run the fact, can you, no, I mean, you sit down there and, and you and you get to know the player, you get to know the player's heart, and so therefore you'll be able to meet. So, folks, anybody, any of the, you young guys out there that, that's aspiring to uh, look for a top-notch program, uh, you know, it's Sand Hills Community College basketball program. It's a it's a class program, and, and not just saying that because Coach Apple is there, but that is the main reason why it's a class uh, act program because it, it's who's at the helm. And again, uh, for you parents, it's all about the relationship. And, and, and take it from me, I've known Coach Apple uh, for over twenty years, and you cannot find a better human being. And and, and again, a mentor, a developer, uh, and just what he's done uh, for the players on and off the court. So with that, Coach, let's move into the uh, next next question. I want to talk to you about it is how has coaching affected your life? Well, I mean, 
Uh, Lamar, I, honestly, it was what I wanted to do uh, from about my, I guess, freshman year of college uh, until now. And uh, you know, I'll be honest, I've had other opportunities to do other things, but I just I, I couldn't see myself leaving the gym and, and leave or the sideline because I was a football coach and a track coach in my early career in high school. Uh, I, you know, the biggest thing is uh, the relationships that you develop. Uh, certainly, the guys. I mean, I've I've got so many young men that, and young women for that matter that I've had the opportunity to work with over the years that are still in my life and uh, that I still talk to, that still talk to me, that uh, just text me sometimes out of blue, how you doing, coach? Uh, things like that. You know, don't want to just talk about the athletes. It's, it's the other coaches. Uh, some of the friendships that I have forged and, and you know, you, you're among among them is because of the opportunities I had as a, as a coach. Uh, you know, the, the, the people that you meet and, and honestly some of the places that you get to, to, to go because of it, it's just been so worthwhile for me i uh you know i yeah I, I don't feel like i'm i'm ready to hang it up by any means but uh you know there's just so many nice you know things accomplishments that the, and, and things that have happened to me that you know when i do hang it up I'm, I'm gonna have a lot of a lot of fond memories and a lot of things that i can revisit just time and time again that that are really nice and uh it's uh you know again i i can't think of anything else that I would have rather done to, than, than be a basketball coach. Uh, I mean, it, it, there's nothing on that list that tops it. You know, and, and that that's so true. I mean, and folks, you know, somebody says, well, he's a basketball coach. He can say that. No, no. Uh, he, he does it for the right reason. You know, and some people, uh, they think they pay $5 on Tuesday and Friday night, and they think they can have <laughs> – then they have the audacity to call themselves a coach. But in that, uh, that, that that's that's the spoken word. And as we say a lot of times on the on the broadcast, he, he is definitely dropping dimes. And, you know, I just want to call this out as well. You know, Coach Apple has extensive uh, coaching career. He has 19 years as a, as a football coach and eight. 18 years as a track and field uh, coach as well. So, again, he's just not only uh, been in the gym, but it is a sweet sound when you walk in there and that ball is pounding on that hardwood. There's, and in my opinion, you know, and as I tell people, you know, basketball has been very great uh, for me as well. Never been a great – never never played, uh, but I was always – Coach Apple always called me a student of the game, and I've kind of really just kind of, you know, just let let that uh, title kind of just latch on and just real really passionate about it because it has allowed me to travel all over the world, and I just – you know, it, I just consider it an honor to have uh, Coach Apple on on the call. So here's the thing, Coach. We, I want to kind of move into uh, this segment. Uh, and who, out, out of all of the coaches, it can be high school, it can be your college coach. Who is your favorite coach, and oh, why? Gosh. And why is that person your favorite coach? Oh gosh, come on, Lamont, that's tough right there. <laughs> um, I was, you know, again, I was as blessed and as fortunate as as anybody that that, that has come through because I didn't have that many different coaches i uh you know i you know back in my day you didn't we didn't have recreation and things like that we were very rural uh, where i grew up so the first opportunity you had playing basketball was in the seventh and eighth grade and jim marshburn was my coach at fast lakeview high school in the seventh and eighth grade and he was as good an x and o coach as you can get for seventh and eighth grade as you could ask for we we played four corners we played triangle and two defense stuff, wow. things like that so you really got a good you know kind of introduction to the strategy of the game at a very early age uh, i played four years for the same high school basketball coach bill wade who was an indiana born and bred guy came from indiana had all that great basketball tradition wow. right there uh absolutely uh, uh a 
ahead of his time as far as the things that he brought to, to Union Pines High School. We were among the first teams in the state to really extensively practice in the summertime. Uh, we, we went to team camp, one of the first teams around to do those kinds of things. So I really felt like we were kind of ahead of the curve on all that. And then I go to college and I get to play for a guy, Jack Jensen, bless his soul. He's, he's deceased now, but Jack Jensen won the national championship, as you alluded to earlier, with Lloyd B. Free and M.L. Carr at Guilford College back in the mid, well, early 70s, I think. And he was my college coach for four years. And again, you know, no better knowledge of the game anyone had than, than Jack Jensen. So, you know, to tell me who the best guy, you know, hard, hard to say. I was, you know, mentored by, by you know, Carl Salmon at Union Pines for years and years, at, at, uh, who was a, you know, really good, successful basketball coach, just not only at the boys, on the boys' side, but also the girls' side. Um Gosh, Coach Goins, that's a hard one. Okay, uh, I, I, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to say I got a big tie. Okay, amongst uh, I, my I, coaches, I, I, I can understand. I can understand too. But I, but I, I had to, I had to go there. That was just that's I just, I you know, that was just part of the process. So hey, one of the last questions I have for you. So with being being a head basketball coach, and of course you know the travel, uh, and as well as an instructor, as well as a uh, associate uh, athletic director uh, and the family and the kid. Talk to talk to my coaches that are that are listening in on on work life balance. How, how do you, how how are you successful with that? And if you don't mind, kind of sharing that with with the, with, the, uh, with our listeners. Well, first thing is, uh, if if you want to have a family, you find a wife, okay, that is going to understand. Uh, what your dream is and uh, fortunately I, I found that uh, make sure that uh, she comes absolutely first in your life uh, uh, outside of all the all the sports uh, all the school all the job responsibilities uh, make make sure she's number one priority uh, when the children come if they come then then that that comes next and uh, you make sure that every single night you give uh, you give them time, and uh, it's going to be hard because as a coach, you're going to be out late, uh, you're going to be gone, and you're going to miss some things that, that are important to them. But you make sure that you, you give those, those those kids and that wife as much attention as you can, and you make sure you they feel like that, that they're – you know they're they're important as to, as far as what you're going on, uh, what you got going on. Make uh, sure that uh, whatever is your job description, you you carry out that job description. You know when I was a high school teacher, I was a math teacher first, and I was a coach second, and I made sure that I was prepared every day in that classroom to teach and to do the things that I was supposed to do. And, and as a math teacher, you don't you don't roll the video very often. You you have to sit up in front of the class and 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 you have to you have to teach. So you know you have to be prepared to do that. And I you know I felt like I was I was going to stay on top of that. And then you know the, the honestly the coaching aspect was the love part uh, outside of everything else i you know i really enjoyed it I, you know i had a good time with it and i had a desire to to be able to to teach it just like you teach a math class i wanted i wanted to be uh correct on the things that i gave my my, my student athletes as far as you know drills and things like that and i i took great pride every year in making sure i was on top of of the latest developments you know as far as offenses defenses things like that and, and i thought that was important but you got to be grounded you got you got to understand that you know first of all if you find that person that 
that you love and that you want to build a life with, they come first, and then everything else kind of kind of falls in line. And I've, you know, I, I've, I guess you know, I've had pretty good success at, at doing that. Luckily, and and again, I, I keep keep working on that. That's that's not a that's not something that's ever going to get completely fixed, but uh, something that is always a work in progress. You know, so again, Coach, he's he's sharing the folks and he's sharing with his heart, and again, that's just you know so well put. And, and again, I, I'm speaking from firsthand knowledge to to see a uh, coach. Apple in in its fullness uh, in the classroom, as well as taking care of uh, what goes on in the court, as well as, as home. We'll we'll share this quick story. I, I remember I, when I was teaching at Union Pines with Coach Apple, I uh, found out uh, that my wife was expecting, and the next thing I know. I walk into coach's office and, and he has a present for me. My son's twenty one now and I'm like and, then, and my mind runs back. I was like, man, he couldn't wear that he couldn't wear that outfit uh if, if he wanted to. So again, just uh uh I, I can't thank you enough, coach, for your, your time and, and what you've done on the court as well as off the court over the years. Uh and just wish you continued success at Sand Hills and, and whatever you put your hands to, and we know that it's gonna be one hundred percent positive. So all you folks that are out there listening, I, I know I got listening in Moore County uh, and then even in North Carolina. If you have an opportunity, you know, mark on your calendar, get a schedule, uh, stop by and see basketball at its finest, and again, uh, just support uh, Sand Hills Community College and most importantly, my friend, uh, Coach Mike Apple. So with that, Coach, what I'm going to ask you to do, just kind of give us your closing comments, and we'll go ahead and start wrapping up the show. Coach, you have a Well, first of all, thank you, Lamont. I appreciate that, and I, 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 I very appreciative of you having me on your podcast here and uh, my best wishes and luck for you and, and what you've got going on because again you know you've always been around basketball and uh, you, you've been successful uh, doing these things and I, I wish you continued success uh, as far as you know San Diego's Community College uh, you know we we put out a good product we've averaged 25 wins a year for the last six years since I've been here uh, we we were 26 and 6 last year we ranked 8th in the country uh, we've got a, a, a nice new is coming back. I've added some nice recruits this year. Uh, if, if you get an opportunity to come to San Diego Community College, we've got a gym that is uh, going to be in year three of operation next year. We've got chair back seats, which is a little nicer than bleacher seats, if you understand what those are. How about but, that? Uh, we put a nice product on, and we'd love to have people come watch us play. And uh, you know, if, you've, if I've got young men out there that are interested in being college basketball players, uh, by all means, contact. You know, just Google San Diego Community College. You'll, you'll find our athletic page you'll see my picture and i'd be glad to uh talk to you about it you know and that and that's and folks and, and trust me when i tell you uh we guard uh who we allow on the, on the podcast we we definitely you know it, it's not about uh just cranking out episodes it's about having quality episodes that's going to benefit everybody uh, that subscribes to basketball more in the game so with that being said coach apple again we thank you so much for your time your talent uh and everything that you're doing for the citizens of moore county and, and its surrounding areas so folks as we close uh, out another uh, episode, as we always end uh, with our uh, scripture verse, John 14 and 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So as we always say, somebody somewhere is always working on the game. And I'm your host, Coach Goins, and I'll see you in the gym.